Welcome to Be A Hero Podcast, where we talk to inspiring leaders and explore life-changing methods you can use to uncover your unique superpowers, improve your life, and be the hero that is hiding within you. To learn more about our eco-friendly yoga collection and our projects, visit yoga-hero.com. Welcome back, everybody, and thanks for joining us again. My name is Lee, and we're here with Yoga Heroes Be a Hero podcast, where we interview everyday heroes to inspire us, maybe find a little bit of methodology that we can apply to our lives, and maybe find the hero within ourselves. So today we're here with Melissa out of Munich, and Melissa, you have a very great and amazing studio that I wanted to share and talk to you about and hear more about about the things that you're doing, what makes it different, because especially from the yoga scene and background, I think it's very important to find maybe differentiations in different studios and what makes it special. So thanks again for joining us. It's good to yeah, have you. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Um, and-, and yeah, just just tell me a little bit about you and your studio, if you want like, to introduce yourself. Sure. Okay, I'm Melissa Reisek. I moved to Munich in 2012. I came here not intending to have a yoga studio, (laughs) but that eventually came to fruition. So thank you for saying that about my studio. It's um, something that I've built and I love, and I've gotten a lot of feedback just in the past week that the energy here is great, and so it feels really good that other people feel that too. So to go to what makes us special at the Munich Collective, I would say that I think a small boutique style studio is A, first of all, like what makes us a little special. I like to know everybody's name when they're coming in the door, meet them, greet them, and I want them to feel good. I want them to be happy when they're here. But also I have really gotten the expats clientele or audience and it's turned into a place where expats feel comfortable to come here and take a class in English but also Germans that lived abroad and or in the states and took classes there that they miss the um, familiar similarities between um, my classes and their classes and so that's been I guess that would be how I set myself apart with other studios, not that other studios don't offer some classes in English, but mainly our classes are in English at the moment. Cool. So it's very welcoming for the community and the boutique style makes it feel like more homey and comfortable for people to come. I would say yes. (laughs) Awesome. And what about, I saw that you have very like fun workshops and classes. So it's not just your typical yoga and bar, but you have like kids yoga and dancing and things like that. So can you share what made you want to try out different classes or if it's popular or cool or how worked through the process? Sure. So the idea behind Munich Collective is that it's a rentable space. So I wanted to not only be a studio owner and have classes, but I wanted other people to come in and kind of build up this community aspect, offering different crafts and events and workshops and kind of learning from one another, encouraging one another. So that's you know, there's kind of two sides to the studio. There's me as the teacher and the instructor. And then there's me as kind of this like community builder where I want to offer really cool things here. And so it was not just family-based center. I wanted the individual to come here and feel comfortable too. So 
Yeah, I mean, there's kids' dance classes, kids' yoga classes. There has been a women entrepreneurial group that comes and use the space and they have events. And I've also got um, some larger organizations that use the studio as their center. I have a woman that built up her dance school here for kids. And that's been really, really exciting to kind of support people and to make this rentable aspect easy. And I want people to walk in and feel like it's their studio. I'm not here greeting them. They have access to the keyless entry. They come in, they can use the space. And I feel like that's really was my goal is what I wanted to offer that to somebody because I didn't have that coming here to mm-hmm. Munich. And I didn't know, you know, where could I access that and without knowing the language really great. And so I try to make that easy. And it turns out to be pretty easy. I think at the highest point for the last year, I had 10 teachers and different events happening every month. Mm-hmm. And it was really exciting. So I'm hoping to get back to Cool. Yeah, it sounds great. It's definitely one of the biggest challenges here in Munich, I think, with space and sharing space or yeah. the rental yeah. market. So it's it's awesome that you're able to share that with others and commu- like build this kind of community to help others grow. Awesome. Okay, so I think that kind of answered my next question of why you want to start a studio. You said at first that you weren't planning on opening a studio at all, but was it more of the challenges of finding this kind of Um, space and feeling comfortable? This is the backstory of what made you to come to this this idea or dream of yours. When I was first, the first four years that I lived in Munich, I was traveling back to the States for work. So my background is nursing. I'm a registered nurse working in Minnesota. And my specialty here in Germany is actually something that physicians do. So I wasn't able to continue my career here kind of, you know, making that lateral move, I would have taken a major decrease in responsibility. And so I wasn't interested in doing that. So I kept going back to the States and working about three, four times a year. And then we grew our family and it was just getting to the point where I couldn't keep traveling with two small children and keeping up that I had two different jobs. It was crazy. I had two different jobs in Minnesota, but I was living here and I would go work and kind of cover vacations, cover illnesses and things on the teams because I was in pretty small teams. So anyways, it kind of came to a point where I realized I had to end that. And I actually found the space before I really decided on what I wanted to do with the space, which is really interesting because I think it doesn't go like that usually. But I think in a place like Munich, where real estate like you said, and base is, is hard to come by. So we had actually, with the help of my mother-in-law, found this space and knew it was a great location, had a really nice feel about it walking in. And we thought, okay, we'll make this investment and see what happens. And so my original thought was a community center. And, but then I realized after this idea, we have to start somewhere. And so I started with, okay, I need to teach and get people in the door and advertising. And then it just turned into me teaching a ton and gaining a following, but also realizing how much I love teaching. I mean, I was really, when I moved here, I I did teach some private classes, but there's a difference between teaching a private class, maybe once a week and that's it to teaching every day and having 
students and I fell in love with it. And I realized that, yes, I missed many aspects of my nursing career with connecting to people and and nurturing people and caring for them. There's something that I get with teaching in that same way, because that's really my teaching philosophy is to to really be down to earth and approachable, just meeting somebody on the eye level, but also getting to nurture them take care of them so that's kind of where it came from it's funny because it was like we found a place and eventually we became what we became but (laughs) we are yeah that's cool sometimes it happens like that so it doesn't always have to be a fixed process I mean yeah people sometimes have this goal but when things also naturally happen to you too and it fall not falls on your lap but this idea you find and it works out it's great too right it doesn't it's not always so simple (laughs) and clear right yeah, exactly. like A to B to C, but sometimes sorry, you have sorry. to trust your intuition. No, no, it's okay. Um, you never lived house. I never really followed the straight path with any aspect of my life. So <laughs> it makes sense that it would yeah, be this way. It sounds like it. I mean, I had no idea you were going back and forth. That sounds like so crazy and chaotic. So it's really it crazy was, you were able to do that. It was At great. least for however long it lasted. <laughs> I struggle already with one location, yeah, I mean, one city. Here. So, so when I came here, when I came back yeah. to Munich, it would be a little bit more of a relaxed, you know, I was at house mm, working, okay. not really downtime because I had a small child and I was learning German and things like that, but I wasn't in the workforce. And then mm. I would go back, but really it was, yeah. there were lots of great aspects yeah. to it because I still kept my life, my professional life and my social life back mm-hmm. in America. And even though I had been here for four plus years, but I never really fully arrived here too. So there was kind of like this, yeah. Sitting in the middle, like sipping back and forth. Yeah. When you said you had two jobs, it's not, I thought you meant like you had two lives because it sounds like you had like (laughs) double, you know, I had double lives here. So I actually, yeah, I just had two different. Yeah. Crazy. That I would do the same thing for, but in different hospitals. Anyways. So crazy. Okay, so it explains a lot, like at least the process. It's very interesting. Cool. Okay, so I guess from there, maybe I ask what your biggest challenges were. It sounded like coming to the idea was easy and then it became very successful, but maybe along the way we can talk about COVID or favorite topic or just in general, like what the biggest challenges or biggest growth that you were able to overcome or if you're still overcoming them. So I would say... Yeah. In the beginning, What's the biggest next? challenges challenges were having people know we're, we're here. And, and really, like, advertising seemed a bit mm-hmm. different from what I knew from in America versus here. I mean, here people <laughs> literally yeah. went to their neighbors and gave them flyers and wanted, you know, to, like, hand out to yeah. their other customers coming in. And I realized, like, hey, this is the neighborhood way. And But that was, that was <laughs> eye-opening. And, but it was great because then I got to meet the other businesses around and so it was really well it was really helpful and um a nice process because now I know the businesses around and I can recommend their business to my clients and 
vice versa. But I would say the biggest challenges of opening the space was that mm-hmm. it was really just and building up a reputation. No, you know, nobody knew me. Who was Melissa as this yoga teacher or bar instructor or, you know, that takes time to build up and get an audience. And also, you know, reaching out to a lot of the expat communities, you'll find that you have a client and then their situation changes or their contracts up and they move away. So you're like, oh, you know, it's like, but it's a challenge, but it comes with pros and cons. So we have, um, I say we all the time, but it's me. So I guess I've I've gained an audience, I have regular clients, and um, I've got other people find me, and I'm always so curious, how did you find me? How did you hear about us? And so many different ways, you know, like somebody came in and they became a regular teacher and they found me from one of my flyers in a coffee shop that I put next to the kindergarten that my kid goes to. And I was just like, oh, that's great. And other people found me by a deep Google search. I mean, in the beginning, it was like, couldn't even find me if you searched English yoga class swabbing <laughs> Belgradstrasse. It was like, you still could find me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we yeah, collective. And it still wouldn't come up. <laughs> there was some other business that was, um, it was this a container company that was using the Munich collection or something. It was really funny. I was like, oh, oh yeah. We picked a yeah. bad name. Yeah. But the it, container um, collective. It worked out. And I would say that, you know, opening the studio, yeah. so I opened in the end of 2018. And so we really, and I say we in this sense because there were other teachers teaching at that time, we really gained a big audience just as Corona was hitting. And so it was like wait lists for our classes, people waiting at the door to see if somebody would show up so they could participate. And and then Corona happened. And so I kind of had to keep reminding myself where we've gotten to because with the past year, I mean, we took a huge hit. And so I just hope we can get back to that. But I think we will. You know, I, I feel like... It's sad. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, very difficult, especially yeah. the past year. Uh, but seeing where everybody was before and then knowing, reminding yourself that it's almost not the end of the tunnel, but like very easy to just as soon as things get normal, it kind of jumps back yeah. right where it was before. And also you kind of learn a lot of things to stay on top of everything and however you change to integrate, like all of these things apply for this new world that we're coming into as Yeah, well. I mean, I would say that <laughs> it's, it was it's really, cool. I mean, when we first, so we had the first lockdown and then we opened in June and watching how people mm-hmm. adapted to this new distance mm-hmm. and masks and it was really amazing to me just seeing and my children too yeah. how quickly as humans if you're open-minded how you can just <laughs> yeah. adapt and change you know like that to me was really really eye-opening and I always brought it up to my clients coming in the door where I was just like you guys we're we're doing this this is amazing I mean we didn't shut down we didn't, <laughs> you know we're not crying on our floor we're here we're doing it and yeah yeah so it was you know you got to take what you can right <laughs> yeah for sure. No, it's it's crazy to see how adaptable we are, how quick people can be, how much we can endure, yeah. like as business owners, I think, or entrepreneurs or self-employed, like that whole market, everybody just hustling 10 times 10 and Sometimes, just making it out and like surviving yeah, however you can. Your own cheerleader. I mean, being in this 
you know, entrepreneurial mm-hmm. world. And I think there's a lot of that where you have to remind yourself, hey, you know, what are we working towards? And giving yourself that self-talk of keep going, you're doing great. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's true. I like how you say, like, just reminding yourself where you were right before. It's it's very simple. I think everybody was on the same trajectory of it takes a while to get well known and to be happy where you are. And I think whether it was maybe COVID that made us realize, like, it's always grass is greener or like you maybe take for granted what you had before. So in this situation where things were successful, like, at least for me, I probably don't know whether I would have appreciated as much as I do now when like things are super shaken up and back and forth, up and down. And to look back to see like, okay, that that was good. Now it's good. Like, who knows what's going to happen, but just enjoy it while last I can be thankful that you're able to like have classes and be open and have still this really good product that super thankful are coming back for still yeah it's it's funny you mentioned the flyers too I also had to learn that here when I started with my events I started printing out flyers and I was like this is crazy at the playground about my kids yoga class and I was like really I'm like outside and and then it did but it works bring in and they're like oh yeah I saw your flyer it's crazy yeah I also had to get used to that when I first started I was like okay you can have a great product you can get all like I think my one problem was event or real estate like you said and as soon as I had that I was like okay everything's sorted I like we're good to go and then I was like wait where are the people (laughs) I need to find the people now they need to know about it so it is a struggle in learning how to adapt there were many classes that I had awkwardly like one person coming and I would be like it's okay it's not awkward we're good you know I'm like we can just think of this private private yeah (laughs) yeah yeah yeah, exactly. But it always takes time. And I think as soon as people hear about it and they come back and then they're very yeah. loyal, that's like even better. So you grow from that and it's first challenges of yeah. most businesses. But cool. Okay. Thank you. So I guess now maybe it could still be COVID related or unrelated, but now that you kind of say what the past challenges are, what are your next steps maybe to assimilate or moving forward or even not even COVID related, like how, if you wanted to grow or if you're very happy with where you are, like what are the next steps or focuses? Yeah. So I think for the studio, not really COVID related, just because this was kind of like my future plan before all of that happened was Mm -hmm. to kind of solidify the Muted Collective as a yoga place, you know, because being a rentable studio, I think it can get a bit what's happening there. What, what is going on at the Munich Collective? And mm-hmm. so I would like to get into um, more yoga teacher trainings, yoga teacher workshops, mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And I really feel strongly that that would also just grow our yoga community here because now I've had Kidding Around Yoga coming and doing their teacher workshops here since I opened. They were one of my first renters, actually, having a teacher trainer teacher training here and it's always so lovely to come in and network and meet these people and you just find out okay there's another kids yoga teacher like living down the block and you know hey do you want to come have a class or (laughs) so that's one of my goals is to have some more teacher trainings and and come up with a really Mm -hmm. nice program where I'm using 
the local assets that we have here and, and doing that. And then just continuing to have fun, challenging, exciting classes here, you know, and not always taught by Melissa. <laughs> I want um, more teachers coming in the door and really, you know, it's, yeah, um, it's I'm true. teaching eight to 10 classes a week and with privates and things like that, it's a lot. And, but it's important to me that the people that come in are continuing with my message or my goal. And, and that is, you know, welcome everybody and treat everybody the same. It's, it's, so I, I would guess that would be my biggest future goal for the Munich Collective is to kind of grow that way. Cool. That's very, that's very good to hear. I mean, even hearing what you have to say, I want to have a teacher program it. there. It's very, I think there isn't, you're right there. <laughs> okay. I'm going to look into and ask you afterwards, but no, it's true. I don't think there is a consistent, which I find with my events company, like having a consistency, but a consistent, I don't know, expat or English speaking yoga right. training programs are like a go-to where they can feel comfortable. And there is such a big difference between going to a class every day or an event every weekend versus going like I think students it's it's really cool community to have when students are yeah. coming for a training program and they're there they're super into it they want to learn and then they also are able to you're coming for a few days if not longer and really meeting the people you're working with like the other yeah. students and the teachers so it's it's a nice it's definitely a nice experience good to know yes okay we advertise that <laughs> have your training program I'm the collective that's my goal <laughs> okay Awesome. <laughs> That's really cool. And it's and it's yeah. COVID friendly. So you just make exactly. sure everybody's it, exactly. it's a top priority. I mean, you're learning my husband. Go. So my husband's a physician. I'm a nurse. We're a medical background. Mm -hmm. It's very, very well, important that we keep everyone safe. That's yeah, kind of like makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. It's good to have that expertise it on top of everything going on. Like you would probably be one of the only like studios I trust the most. I mean, I then. <laughs> For sure. And then you're trained. So yeah. if anything happens. Yeah. If you um, right, right, I can perform CPR but right here. Like, it's always been like, it's like a fear of mine that I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. My good. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So then maybe something on a lighter okay. subject. <laughs> what is, we change, we change gears. And I just ask, what's your favorite kind of class? It's, it sounds like, okay, you're fo focused on workshops, but you're also teaching a lot. A classes is a lot on the body I think even for me I was also teaching like maybe 12 15 times a week and it was too much I think so out of all the classes you're teaching though what is your favorite class to give whether it's a certain subject or private versus a group or event um yeah favorite class to teach or okay. take or both that's a super hard question first of all I mean to, I'll start with the easy one what's my favorite class to take and that okay. is anything hot. Mm. I like hot yoga, hot Pilates, yeah. hot sculpt, hot. I mean, like, I love it. And that yes. was, I, I debated opening a hot studio and doing all of that. I know, I know. And, but I like nice. anything that is challenging physically. I want to work my muscles. I want to work mm. my body. But I also want to, you know, challenge myself in my yoga poses and postures and taking it to the next level. And so that's an easy, easy question to answer. What's my favorite class to teach? That's really, really hard because every class, <laughs> every class requires a different Melissa to show up, if that makes sense. Like, and, and I love each and every one 
for different reasons. You know, I like coming in and having to mellow and teach in. And it also is that class where I feel like I can most give that nurturing, caring Melissa to that person. But like on Saturdays, I teach a crazy hit fusion class that allows me to be that high energy, motivated, like you can do this. Let's keep going. Yeah. So, so uh, right, uh, right. They both sound really good. So I would say, <laughs> what are my favorite classes to teach? Uh, at the moment, I would, I would definitely, I would give it to the fusion class because it's the most challenging to plan okay. because it's everything. It's all what I do. And mm-hmm. it's the most physically taxing. So I'll just say that. That's an easy answer, but I do love mm-hmm. all but then we hear, we have the second favorite too, so you also <laughs> snuck it in there. <laughs> we know. But sounds good. I actually want to maybe take one of your yin classes. I need to come by. <laughs> Always could use you some know, nurturing yin in, in my life. Like, okay. So in the end of my vinyasa classes before COVID, <laughs> yes, massages. Like hot oil rub on the neck and the shoulders. And I know. I, I come for the massages for sure. That. Is that weird? <laughs> I don't know, but you know, we'll wait. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I also like to do because people it. love it. So it's like, I love it and they love it. it right. So I, I used to I come understand. home and I would tell my husband, I was like, mm-hmm. but it almost seems a bit like <laughs> it's not unfair, but you're like, you're getting something out of this practice by teaching. But then when you connect on that level, it was, um, it was a treat. So yeah. Yeah. Come to Yin. Come to Yin and come oh. to your teacher training here. Yes. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay. <laughs> I know. I look at the schedule after this. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. So I think we have time for one more question. I ask you, most importantly, how do you define a hero or a role Um, model? A hero or a role model, I would say, is somebody that selflessly works passionately towards their goal with the greater good in mind Mm -hmm. and remains humble and kind. A lot of adjectives, but I would say that kind of wraps it up because all of that could, you know, apply in so many different arenas or areas of life. Mm-hmm. But I think that would be it in a nutshell. <laughs> oh, beautiful. Very powerful. It's very descriptive. So I don't think you can get because yeah, this this term can be so vague or general, but when you not have these conditions but are clear with like it makes sense to you could be this overall role model but when you're doing it for a better reason and like how you do it is what really makes the difference awesome okay thanks uh so i think that is all our time today unless you want to give any other advice um one last one last question any advice to anybody else i will starting I, their business or trying to make things happen I mean, or their dreams i would love or- to I would love to give some advice, and that is don't get bogged down by the little details. There's going to be little details that are going to overwhelm you when you're starting something new or something unknown. And if I would have quit in the beginning when I didn't know how something was going to either work itself out or turn out, I would have quit before we even got the doors open. And so I would say, you know, (laughs) keep the big picture in mind. And you're going to have to work hard. Usually that pays off. And I I truly believe that. I truly believe that if you work hard towards something, you're going to get something good from it. Maybe the the idea of success will change, (laughs) but you'll get something from it. (laughs) 
I guess that would be yeah, that would be definitely. Nice. Aw, beautiful. Work yeah. hard, but work self. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's hard. That's hard. That's hard. And humble. Be humble. Be kind. I mean, that was like the most important thing I think working <laughs> in an inner city emergency room was you. You cannot judge a book by its cover. You must remain mm-hmm. humble and kind, and you never know what someone's yeah. carrying with them when they come in the door. And it could be, you yeah. know, your next best friend or instructor or business partner. You just don't know. Yeah. And we all have yeah. our bad moments yeah. or bad days or whatever. And I mean, I do hate, but it's kind of like, hey, you know, not everyone has to deal with that. So Yeah, very true. At the end of the right. day, we're all human. Right. So treating each other like humans and doing the right thing. It's very nice. Okay, perfect. Okay, well, I think that was everything. So Thank you again, Melissa, unless you have anything no, else to say or any questions. Fun. Hopefully you can on that. Yeah, <laughs> of course. So like you asked earlier, I know you were asking about some of the products. For anybody else who is interested in finding out more about Yoga Hero, you can visit the website to see their cool or recyclable or eco-friendly yoga mats and products, clothes, everything like that at yoga-hero.com. And other than that, you can also visit Melissa's studio, the Munich Collective. You'll have to search, not too difficult, but probably will be able to find it, <laughs> the Munich Collective in Munich. <laughs> Melissa, maybe all those things <laughs> um, after this session. So other than that, thanks again for tuning in. Thanks for joining. And thanks for having, for being a part of this, Melissa, everybody else as well. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Be A Hero Podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, feel free to follow us and leave a review. To learn more about our eco-friendly yoga collection and our projects, visit yoga-hero.com. We hope you have a great day and let us all use our superpowers to create a greater world.